from the creators of War Room. You need to do your fighting in prayer. On August 23rd, the Kendrick brothers return to the big screen with Overcomer. Why have a season with one runner? One runner matters. John Harrison is a frustrated coach questioning his value until he crosses paths with a student struggling on her own journey. What are you allowed to define you? When you find your identity in the one who created you, it'll change your whole perspective. Overcomer. In theaters August 23rd, starring Alex Kendrick, Priscilla Shirer, and Sherry Rigby. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. For tickets and showtimes, visit OvercomerMovie.com. Is that? That's Hannah. Run, Hannah! Oh, you say I'm yours, and I we all want to raise great kids that we're proud of. Let's face it, it's hard, isn't it? In today's podcast, we're going to discuss raising great kids and how it can really be done in one easy lesson. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. You've come to the right place. My name is Felice Gerwitz and I'm your host. On the One More Child Podcast, we'll talk about our daily struggles, faith, family, children, relationships, and whatever the Lord brings our way. One thing you can be sure of, I will share helpful solutions and encourage you along your journey in life. And best of all, I know without a shadow of a doubt that the truth will set you free. This is your personal invitation to join me weekly on the One More Child podcast. Welcome. Today I have a fun podcast planned for you. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and I want to welcome you to the One More Child podcast. This is episode 16. You can find the show notes for today's episode at onemorechildpodcast.com. And I want to thank our sponsor, Overcomer the Movie. And in a nutshell, it is a story about perseverance under fire. Overnight for Coach John Harrison, his high school basketball team state championship dreams are crushed. And when they get this unexpected news, he has to come to grips with some challenges um, in his own family and his team. So this movie takes some unexpected twists and turns, but it's a one of those really good uh, movies that you feel um, kind of uplifted when you're done. And it is a little bit of a tearjerker, but it's great for all ages. So I think uh, your kids will like it because it's filled with a mix of faith and a twist of humor and tons of heart. And this is by the Kendrick Brothers. Um, They also created Facing the Giants, Fireproof, Courageous, and War Room. So I think you will really enjoy it. It will be in theaters August 23rd. And after its debut, Uh, I highly recommend that you purchase the DVD or digital because that's what I'm going to be doing. And if you can, go see it in the theaters. Well, today's podcast is a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek, how to raise great kids in one easy lesson. And um, while I've parented since 1980 when my first child was born, um, it has been a wonderful and enlightening experience being a mom. If you do the math, you can see it's quite a few years as a parent. And my 
five kids are all different and my eight grandkids are all different. And yet they have the same trait and that is they are unique. So what do parents do with all these different little personalities that God has gifted them with? Well, from my experience with my own kids as a teacher, um, when I did teach in the school system, working with lots and lots of kids in co-ops and workshops, I uh, gave science workshops for many, many years with hundreds of kids, and I have um, been a public speaker um, at conferences, and I have spoke to hundreds and hundreds of parents and kids, and I will just tell you something And that is, a lot of times, we are one of two things and everything in between. We spoil our kids, we are harsh disciplinarians, or we fall somewhere right of center or left of center. And the biggest, to me, um, key is that if you want to raise great kids, it takes modeling good behavior and dealing with bad behavior. And that's it. That's the one easy lesson. I believe that God created man to be good. His creation, if you read Genesis, was all about seeing what he created, and that was good. Sure, we are tempted, and sure, our kids tend to protect themselves over others. But if we believe our kids have goodness in them, that is helpful. And one of the things I've learned is that we can actually train ourselves. I just did an interview with a lady, and I will put the show links out when they are available. As I'm recording this podcast, that interview is not available yet. But in that interview, she talked about how we can train ourselves Our brains become trained to look at our kids and only see their faults instead of seeing what God has created them to be. And it was very enlightening for me because that is true. There are some kids that we look at and we're just waiting for them to mess up so we can reprimand them, right? And there are some kids that just bend over backwards to do what's right. But if we don't model the behavior that we want our kids to have, and encourage our kids to do the same, we are going to find that all of the great books that are out there, all of the techniques, all of the methodology is not going to work without this key. We want so much for our kids. We want our kids to be honorable, to have good values, to be respectful, to love God, and to be happy. The problems begin to happen when we don't correct behavior that is not acceptable. I think one of the biggest issues is when kids lie. I know for some of us, lying is the ultimate sin, and we can't handle it when our kids are less than truthful. I'm one of those parents. But what about us? Do we lie? Do we always tell our kids the truth? The erosion begins when our kids hear things, and our kids have great hearing. You know, we call it selective listening, right? When they want to hear what what we're, we're saying, and we don't want them to hear what we're saying. And then... They might begin to hear a pattern with us and emulate that. In other words, copy what we're doing. We can say all day long, pick up your clothes, pick up your clothes, pick up your clothes. But if we lay our clothes all over the place, it's the same thing. Have you ever caught your kids telling a lie and they vehemently argue that you're wrong? Well, I remember being that kid. And I remember screaming in my bedroom and kicking my feet and saying, 
I didn't do it, I didn't do it. And it was probably something along the lines of tormenting my two younger brothers. I had two brothers that were seven and eight years younger than I was, and I had been an only child, very happy in my only child universe until my little brothers were born. And so as I was sitting there screaming, all of a sudden it hit me. It was like this God incident in my life. So I must have been, what, eight, you know, eight or nine years old, probably closer to eight. And I remember thinking, why am I screaming? Because I did do it. And it was one of those aha moments where I realized, and incredibly, the reason I realized I had done something wrong was because my parents cared enough to get up, to stop whatever it was that they were doing at that time, and probably to pick me up yelling and screaming and putting me in my room so that I could think about what I did wrong. And friends, this is many, many years ago, way before timeout was even popular. But my parents knew that spanking or doing whatever else was a disciplinary measure at the time would not be as effective as putting me in a room by myself. Our problems with our kids stem from uncorrected behavior, making excuses for our kids, and I think being too understanding. Our kids will soon learn that they can get away with bad behavior, and that, my friends, is why we see kids that are brats, especially seeing this in other people's kids, more so than in our own. We have to take a hard look and look within. And again, I have all of these in the show notes, so if you're listening, you don't need to take notes. You can go grab these later on. But take a hard look and look within. The first is, can your child handle disappointment? This is one way to see if you are creating a child that is going to be having issues later on in life. Yes, we all have a hard time with disappointment, but do they have meltdowns? That's what I'm talking about, the extremes. The second is, how do your kids do when you discipline them? Were they like me, screaming and yelling and saying they didn't do it when in fact they did? I was a child that needed to be corrected. And like I said, I'm glad my parents did. The third is, is your child me-focused? Now, you're going to find that when they're younger, they're obviously going to consider themselves first. But if you have a child that's focused on themselves, that is a time when we need to give that child some little tiny jobs. Start small. I'm really a big proponent of starting small, where that child helps you serve other people at dinner or helps you in some capacity as a mom where you are giving to others. And that will help that child to come alongside you and help you with a task which will help them be other-focused. The fourth is, does your child blame others? Are they always saying it's someone else's fault and not taking responsibility? And then the last is, does your child take responsibility, and apologize. And when I say apologize, there's a huge difference between I'm sorry, which gives the person who has done the wrong all the power, or will you forgive me, which gives the person that was hurt the ability to forgive. And that second point brings a lot of healing. 
I did a couple of podcasts on forgiveness. Uh, those are available on A Few Minutes with God podcast, and I will put those links in the show notes here. Moms and dads, look at yourself. Do you deal with lies, for example, when they happen? Do you have a clear-cut disciplinary procedure? You know, a lot of times we react out of anger. And what we have to do is know what we're going to do ahead of time. So if a child misbehaves, do we say, okay, we're going to put them in timeout, or we're going to talk to them, or we're going to whatever that is that you do? The third is, do you make excuses for misbehavior to yourself or others? You know, oh, my kid had a meltdown because they didn't take a nap. Or, well, of course they were upset because so-and-so took whatever from them. Or whatever that situation is. The fourth is, do you blame others? And the fifth is, do you expect your child to make restitution? And that's where I was saying, ask for forgiveness. In another episode that I um, did that interview with, uh, her name is Jessica Parnell, and she explained how the brain works, and she was talking about emotions and learning. And one of the things she discussed was how we have to look at the things that are triggers in our life that cause us to lose self-control and to use these things to our advantage in knowing that when this, whatever that is, happens, this is what we're going to do. If you're a parent of little, little ones, these are things that maybe haven't come up yet and will eventually come up. I'm on several parenting uh, Facebook groups, and I'm always looking, especially when there are questions about how to handle all the kids when I'm trying to clean up the house or make dinner or whatever those things are. If we don't teach our children self-control at an early age, We're going to be on overload, especially if you have a lot of little ones. If your kids are little, it is the best time to teach them the difference between right and wrong, to show them by example. We should never discipline in anger, and our kids need to realize we love them, but we do not want to put up with bad behavior. Yes, talk to your children, but be sure that there is a punishment that is going to deter future problems. Now, this is one of those hills I die on, and you can ask my husband. I drove him crazy our first year of marriage because that was one of the things that I wanted to make sure that we did not go to bed angry or upset. I wanted to have a clear conscience when I went to sleep. I didn't want to have a situation of other people I knew, other friends I knew um, that had relationships break apart because they didn't communicate. And so I wanted to make sure that if there was a problem, whatever that was, we could resolve it as much as possible before we went to bed. And that's a good rule of thumb with your kids too. If there's a problem, how are we going to to not allow it to happen again. Yes, it's probably going to happen again if kids are fighting, but how are we going to deter the problem? How are we going to enforce whatever that is that is the issue? If we have a child who bites, if we have a child who hits, if we have a child who throws things, you know, um, there there are so many different things that our kids do. 
But the biggest thing that we have to realize is we have to, as much as we possibly can, control ourselves and our anger. There have been times when I've had to walk away and just say, I can't deal with this right now. I'm going to go pray and I will be back. Now, obviously, this is to older kids. And at first, they kind of giggled and thought, oh, this is really cool. Mom's lost it and she has to go pray. But after I came back and the Lord really led me, and I feel like it was a grace from God, and gave me some really appropriate punishments, they never laughed again. When you have little ones, you can get a little chair. We have a lot of little chairs around. And I would sit the child in the chair and just say, I need you to sit here because mommy's really upset. And I don't know what we're going to do about it yet, but we both need a timeout. And then get yourselves under control and then deal with it. Prayer has helped me tremendously in dealing with situations that I felt were out of my control or I felt the usual disciplinary actions weren't going to work. The idea of discipline is to get good results. Results are not changing. We need to change. We need to change in how we handle our kids. We need to change in how we model behavior to our kids. They say that character is caught, not taught. We can read our kids 20 gazillion different books. We can have them watch great movies like Overcomer. We can do all of these things. But if we do not put our hearts into the matter and realize that raising great kids cannot be done alone, and I'm not talking about it takes a village. I'm talking about it takes you, them, and God Being on our knees, understanding that God is in charge. God gave us these blessings. He handpicked you as the perfect parent for your child, whether you believe this or not. You are the perfect parent. Your child doesn't need anyone else. It doesn't need the person down the street who's so perfect and has her kids walking along in a line and everything is so great. No one's household is great, believe me. We all make mistakes, but guess what? Each day is a new day. And if you've had one of those horrible, really bad days, then what you can say to your kids, guess what? God made a new day tomorrow, and God willing, we'll be able to try this all over again. Remember, friends, in a nutshell, if you want to raise great kids, it takes modeling good behavior and dealing with bad behavior when it happens. I hope to have many more tips for you in upcoming episodes. Our next episode is five characteristics of healthy families. And friends, it is a journey, but don't worry. I'm here with you, and so is our Lord. And I can't wait until we meet again. Bye-bye. You are on your way to a life that is focused on joy and hope. Thanks so much for stopping by connect with me on social media, visit the website at onemorechild.com and visit the podcast page for your show notes at onemorechildpodcast.com. If you have any questions, be sure to write me at felice at mediaangels.com.